0: You are now listening to the motivated mama podcast this is a community for parents that want to be authentically themselves while looking for judgment-free genuine and heartfelt parenting advice we talk to other mothers and experts to get small easy steps that we can take to help us accomplish our goals learn with me as we discover ways to break patterns of unproductive behavior repeated generation after generation in our families Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Motivated Mama with me, your host, Sydney Ross, The Motivated Mama. So, today's episode, Back Talk and How to Hold Back. So, we're going to be discussing Back Talk when it comes to our children. So, from my experience, because I have a two and a 10 year old, I've received Back Talk from both ages. <laughs> However, it only seems to be triggering or disappointing when you receive back talk from children of older ages. Um, so that's what we're going to really focus on today. How to handle backtalk from your adolescence and up. So that's, you know, elementary school through high school. So those bigger ages, how to deal with backtalk from them. Um, so when it comes to me, you know, I have a story time. When it comes to backtalk, for me, um, I don't have a particular instance because it does happen pretty frequently, but I always feel like my daughter just always has to have the last word. She's just that kid. Like, no matter what you say, she always has a rebuttal. So that can become very frustrating, especially when you're trying to teach life lessons or just have her do something. Or even just tell her some information that you know she doesn't have. She always has something else to say. Um, and then oftentimes it becomes very triggering, especially um, when it's to the point where you really can't tell her anything. Like she knows everything about everything. And she's just at that age where they just want to, it seems that they just want to battle you on whatever they can possibly battle you on. Um so it, it is very triggering and it does feel very disrespectful at times, you know, especially when you're trying to teach life lessons or help them navigate through something, but they just don't allow it. They just want an argument, it seems. Um, so basically today we're going to be discussing how do we deal with this um, and what do we need to understand when dealing with talk and how to handle it with our kids, um, so basically back talk in a nutshell is just a communication of a deeper issue. So it could be something more going on as to why the back talk is continuously happening. You know, we find ourselves a lot of times in situations as parents going through these power struggles with our children, especially these preteen and teenage years. It's it's very frustrating. Um but I want you all to look at it from a different point of view. And this is how kind of has helped me when dealing with this situation with my own child. So, you know, when dealing with it with my daughter, you have to think about your children and the amount of control that they hold within your home or within your family or household. There isn't very much, you know, and how would that make you feel? as an adult you know if you had the least amount of say so in your own life so basically anything from when you wake up in the morning to what you eat today to what you want to do or where you want to go all has to go through somebody else it's someone else's decision making Um, so that can be very frustrating if as a child, you want to do something, but you have to wait until somebody else says, okay, now it's it's okay for you to do that. You know, I know for myself, that would be very frustrating for me. if When I want to get up and go and I can't just get up and go, I would become, you know, bothered by that. So you have to really think about that when it comes to our children in our homes and in society as well. They are the people who have the least amount of say so. When it comes to anything, when it comes to their schedules, when it comes to, you know, who their friends are sometimes, because we're all trying to manage that in a sense um, without being able to give them as much control. And so that's what we really have to look at. Um, so when when studying this topic and trying to get more information, um, you know, this is a topic that's been very challenging for me personally as a parent. I feel like out of all of my parenting battles and struggles, this age range and dealing with backtalk and how to navigate my daughter's emotions has been the biggest challenge for me. It has definitely been a struggle and something that I'm constantly trying to figure out on a daily basis almost. Um, so when doing the research on this topic, I did come across a website called PlayfulNotes.com. Um, I will put that link in the show notes for you as well so you can go and check them out. Um, but you know, they say that we have to learn how to evaluate our own behaviors that we have towards our children, you know. So you, and in doing that, the first question that they ask is, Are you using a respectful tone when interacting with your child or are you setting a bad example of how communication should work? So one, are you using a respectful tone? Do you have an attitude? Are you frustrated? Are you tired? Are you hungry? Have you had a bad day? All of these different things play a role in how we communicate with our children and others. And, you know, it always seems like our kids and the ones closest to us always receive the backlash of our feelings or emotions or whatever we're currently going through. So you really want to look at that and question that when you are opening up communication with your children. How do you even sound? Do you sound approachable? Do you sound like someone who... Who wants to be respected? Who wants to be talked to kindly? Um, And then, are you setting a bad example of how communication should work? So when asking for something, are you asking or are you telling? And how does that sound? Are you yelling? Do you have an attitude because you're frustrated today? So you really need to pay attention to the tone that you're setting when you're opening up these communication avenues. Um, or when your child is coming to you for something, how do you sound? Are you frustrated because this is the hundredth question that they've asked you today? Are you irritated? Because, you know, many times for me, I've spent the whole day with my two-year-old who's thrown a million tantrums in the middle of me trying to get work done in the middle of me trying to maintain the home. So by the time the 10-year-old comes home, I'm already in a bad mood. I'm already wore out and tired. So when it's her turn to begin, you know, expressing feelings or talking to me or asking questions, I might not sound like the nicest person. So a lot of times we do need to evaluate ourselves in these situations. And with that, if we're coming off that way, like I shouldn't behave say so many times. It is so important to pay attention to behaviors that you're exhibiting because your children are watching you. You are the model for how they should, you know, function in this world. So if your communication is funky all the time or most of the time or whenever they come to you to discuss things, expect to receive that same kind of communication back because that's what they're used to seeing. So they think this is how it's supposed to go. I'm supposed to challenge people. I'm supposed to argue. I'm supposed to back talk. You know, I'm supposed to have an attitude and have a, a negative tone when speaking to the ones I love because that's how I've seen it done. Um, and then another question that they ask is, Are you allowing your children to have enough control over their lives in an age-appropriate way, or are you trying to control all aspects of their life? So for instance, this summer, Addison expressed that she does not want to do any kind of summer schools or camps or anything like that because she's exhausted from the school year. She just wants to be able to chill out this summer. So with that being said, you know, we've had to work on setting boundaries on on particular things. So that may mean that okay, you can't stay up all night long um and you can't sleep all day long or you can't be on the video game all day long. So we have to work together to create, you know, a schedule for her that is acceptable for me as a parent, but gives her enough uh, leniency and control over her schedule as a child. Um, So with that being said, you know, I set the tone by saying specific things have to be done each day, but you have the whole day to do these specific things. And let's work on a bedtime during the school year. Your bedtime is nine o'clock at night, but in the summertime, we'll give it midnight. There's no up and playing games and talking on the phone after midnight. So we've had to work together. So I'm giving you extended time to stay up. I'm giving you the freedom of not having to go to summer camp or anything like that. I've given you the choice on how you want to spend your summer, but I've also set boundaries as well. And I've also put in play like, hey, you have to read 30 minutes a day. Hey, I want you to do something creative each day. So that way she is still being proactive with her time. So making sure that you're giving your kids, um, you know, somewhat of control, even if it's something as simple as, you know, we also have a menu set up in our home where I put, choices but then there are definites so the definite every day is dinner i cook dinner every single night so i choose you know tonight monday tuesday wednesday what the dinner menu is going to be but throughout the day i have choice boards set up in our kitchen that says okay for lunch each day they can choose whatever they want for lunch they can choose whatever they want for snacks Oh, they can also choose whatever they want for breakfast. So throughout the day, they have choices of multiple different things that they can eat. So, you know, just putting in those small senses of control for them to have over their own lives. So that way they have choices and it makes them feel, you know, empowered as a child. Um, and then another question that they ask is, does your child feel like their opinions matter and are they listened to? So I actually asked my daughter this because she always battles us. Um, like I said, she always has to let, have the last word, but it's even to the point where she will ask us a question. We will answer the question and then she'll come back and tell us that the answer is a different answer. You know, just any little thing to spark an argument or a battle um, for no reason, almost. So it kind of it's just annoying, honestly. Um, you know, as a parent, we, I'm, I feel validated in my feelings, and I'm annoyed. You know, when she does that shit, it's, it's annoying. So overall, it's just like, okay, why did you even do that? You know. But I, I looked at this question when taking the notes for the show. And so I, I decided to sit her down. I'm like, hey, do you feel like your opinions matter? Because the behaviors that she is showing say otherwise. It says that maybe I feel that maybe she doesn't feel like her opinion matters because she's always having to prove a point. Um, so when I asked her that, she said no. She said she doesn't feel like her opinion matters. Um, because we often are just telling her the answer. Um, and she wants to be able to think for herself. And, you know, although I felt like felt like we were already giving her that platform to kind of make decisions on her own, she may need a little bit more of that. Um, so that encouraged me to listen to her opinions. Um, and I even implemented that into like her daily routine so she has a journal and now in the journal i write a question of the day and it's strictly no right or wrong answer it's just what is your opinion you know how do you feel about celebrating the fourth of july what is your opinion of that do you feel like it should be celebrated why or why not You know, so just those questions that really just try to get into her mind, but it gives her an outlet to voice her opinion on different topics. Um, And then I read them and then we talk about it together and it's no battle. It's no right or wrong question. It's just like, oh, that's really interesting that you think that way. I'm glad that now I see how you view the world or how you view our family or how you view particular issues that are taking place. So that's really a good way for us to be able to allow her to voice her opinions in a healthy way. Um, So the answers um, to these questions uh, may open your eyes to where the disrespect lies or why the back talking is happening. Um, So now as we move forward, we need to discuss how to handle back talk using positive parenting. So we always want to promote positive or gentle parenting techniques whenever we see any kind of behaviors or whenever we're struggling with anything when it comes to our children. Um, So the first thing with this is accepting your child's feelings while limiting the behavior and teaching problem-solving skills. So that's what we need to do. We need to accept their feelings, try to tackle the the negative behavior that we're seeing and teach them how to get through this, teach them how to handle their emotions. So whenever you're in this battle, your kid's bad talking, they're being disrespectful, whatever the case may be, you need to respond calmly and avoid escalating the situation. If we respond out of anger it's just going to bring on more disrespectful communication. Um, so it's even like, you know, when we're trying to handle tantrums with our our toddlers, the, the more frustrated and angry we get, the more the situation intensifies. So we don't want that to happen. So we want to stay calm. So that way we're not, you know, going off, the rails with more disrespect more back talk and now you're in a yelling match and now you're in a power struggle because when you do that your child is continuing to feel powerless and we don't want that so regardless of the situation much like mine's when my kid is gotta have the last word don't take it personally Because they're trying to get something out, they're trying to tell you something, there's other feelings underneath. Don't take it personally, just stay calm. Validate your child's feelings and offer empathy. Ask yourself what is the reason for their behavior and let them know you want to listen to their feelings. So, in the middle of that, hey, 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 you seem upset, you're yelling. Now we're going back and forth. What's wrong? What's going on? Do you have something else you need to tell me? Do you have some feelings? Because you seem really, really upset right now. And I want to understand why. Um, And then you also want to set a limit on their behavior, but encourage them to talk about their feelings. So say, hey, I understand that you're upset. We don't have to yell each other because that's disrespectful. You know, and also letting them know that it's not healthy communication you know so many times um i try to explain to my daughter that you know when you start being disrespectful or you begin yelling as soon as that happens people stop hearing you so whatever you're trying to communicate is becoming ignored at that point so when you want someone to really hear you And really listen to what you have to say. And really listen to your feelings. You need to say things respectfully. Give people space to consume what it is that you're trying to tell them. But if you're rude and you're nasty and you're disrespectful, no one's going to hear what you have to say. So it's all for nothing. So make sure that you're explaining, you know, like those healthy communication techniques. Um if your child continues to be disrespectful after you've asked, you know, you're really angry to talk to me like this. Um, You can tell me what's wrong without being disrespectful. Um, Let's talk about it. What's going on? If they continue to be disrespectful after you offer support to help them, um, then you want to allow them space to calm down. So, hey, I see that you're very angry. It's not really helping the situation with us going back and forth. Let's take a time out. Let's have some time to calm down. um, So that way we can talk to each other respectfully. So that way we can move forward in a healthy manner and we can get down to the root of the issue. Um, and you also, you know, one big part of gentle parenting is taking responsibility for your actions. Um, so taking responsibility for your contribution to the issue. So when you come back after a calm down, if the calm down was needed, when you come back, you want to say something like, okay, I realized earlier I came off, you know, really funky. I've had a long day. I've been tired. Your, your two-year-old little brother has been on 10 all day. You know, I, I felt very overstimulated. Um, and I would like to try again. I apologize because even though all of those things were happening, you didn't deserve that reaction from me. So I apologize for my negative behavior. Can we please move forward? Because I care about this. Um, and then once that happens, you want to work on finding a solution to the problem together. Being flexible and allowing their contribution helps your child calm down and it gives them a sense of control. State the issue and invite them to come up with possible solutions. So, you know, if this is a a situation where, you know, you've tried to correct a behavior and they disagree with it, come up with solutions to problems together. I feel like that is so much more helpful than punishments and ignoring each other come up with a solution because kids are also more likely to stick with the solutions because they came up with them they feel more in control it's something that they respect more because it's something that they thought of so they're more likely to stick with those solutions so please always invite your child to problem solve with you because after all it is their life Um, And you want them to have that sense of control over their life. And you want the best possible outcome for them. Everything isn't a a one-way fix-all. You need to let your kid tell you how to fix issues when it comes to them. Um, And then after finding a solution together, show your child how having a respectful conversation help both of you all feel better. So at the end of it, just say, I'm so glad that we could come back and and deal with this in a healthy way. Um, I'm glad that our communication was clear and I'm glad that we were able to problem solve and come up with a solution together. Moving forward, let's just try to continue this trend because it's easier and I feel more connected with you when we do so. Um, So, you know, all of that can be handled really positively um, and you may have to take several breaks. I'm not saying that this these steps are gonna just be a back-to-back easy fix all. You might have to take a couple of breaks. You might have to come to this the next day. You might not need to say, hey, let's spend time away. you might have to come together, offer a hug. do you need something to eat? Are you tired? It can be a lot of things that play into these emotions. It doesn't just have to be a power struggle It can be, physical needs that need to be met. Are you tired? Are you hungry? Do you need to take a a walk? You know, do you need to decompress in some type of way? Do you need a hug? Do you need me to hold you? Do you just need to cry? So, you know, it's not always like back up to calm down. Sometimes you need to come together. Sometimes your child needs to feel that connection. So now that we've figured out ways to handle it, how do we prevent it? in the future so that's what the the main goal is is preventing this issue in the future you don't want to have an argument with your kid every single day so ways to do that is number one model behavior model respectful communication that's not only with your child that is with other adults That is with your other children. That is with your friends and family. That's with your spouse. Because model healthy, respectful communication. Even if they begin turning around for you, if they see that you talk to your spouse or your partner negatively, guess who they're going to battle with next? That person who they feel like they can get over on and they can talk crazy to because mama does it. So, you know, and I've witnessed that. My daughter has a lot more arguments with my husband than she does with me. So we have to make sure that we're always consistent with modeling those behaviors that we want to see in all aspects of our lives, in all relationships. And you need to set clear expectations about respectful communications. Let them know that you're always willing to work things out together. Um, so never stop doing that. Consistency is key. Always be consistent. Always make sure that you're coming back and working out issues. Don't let things linger. Always, you know, have closure with any issue that you have with your child. And you also want to make sure that you are not over controlling. You're not being bossy. Um, and don't you know don't try to control every single aspect give them a say so you know you've lived your life this is your life give them a say so in their life so be consistent with that too constantly you know give choices allow them to make decisions whenever you possibly can and make room for connection find um ways to make them feel powerful and capable you know always stay connected with them and then last but not least pick your battles don't attend every power struggle you're invited to so even in those instances where you know sometimes especially if you become frustrated Or you know that this is going to lead to a back and forth. You can simply say something like. Or ask a question as simple as. Do you feel like your response was healthy? Yes or no. Walk away. Simple as that. If you feel like this is going to be another escalated issue. Walk away. But some, because sometimes your kids are just going to want to pick a, a, argument. Adults literally do that. Husband had a bad day at work, come home, ready to take it out on everybody else, you know, ready to pick little arguments so that way they can let their frustrations out. Do not attend every power struggle your child invites you to. If I, my daughter asks a question, I give her an answer. She says, uh, no, I don't think that's it. Okay, I hope you find a great solution. When you find out, let me know. If I offer the answer and she's like, actually, this is the answer. Okay, glad that you feel secure in your ideas. And keep it moving. You do not have to attend every power struggle your child invites you to. And trust, they're going to invite you to very many. But that's up to you to decipher. Um you know, what is worthy of the battle and what is not. So always pick your battles, but overall, stay consistent, stay connected always. Um, and, And pay attention to your kids and what they may be going through because we live in a world where our children are going through a lot more than what we understand. They're a whole different generation than what we were. They have completely different, you know, mental battles that they go through on a daily basis they struggle with things in society in school in different relationships and overall they're just trying to figure all of this out while also trying to figure out who they are so always remember to be gentle and be kind and be understanding as understanding as you possibly can because our kids are you know battling a lot that we don't understand and a lot that we don't take into consideration so sometimes we just need to take a step back and allow them the room to breathe and allow them the space to express those feelings that they need to express. And just because they're older doesn't mean that they don't need us in the capacity that they needed us at two or three or four. They still need that same mom who handled uh, temper tantrums to handle these these older temper tantrums, cause that's essentially what it is. Um, so so just always be open-minded when it comes to your kids. They're human beings too. They're going through a lot too. And although we may feel triggered and disrespected, we have to take the time and space to work on our own feelings and allow them to do the same. So everything that we talked about, um, you know, like I said, The website that I sent you all to, PlayfulNotes.com, that will be in the show notes. And please always remember to like and subscribe to our podcast. We're on all podcasting. We're on all podcasting. Um, I can't even think of the word. We're everywhere that you can listen to a podcast. There we go. Um, and we also have our YouTube. If you ever need parenting advice or just looking for tips and tricks and activities, please go to our Facebook page. It's just The Motivated Mama. It's Facebook group. Please go and join that group. Um, and also invite all of your family and friends, anybody who works with children to our podcast. So that way they have another tool for their parenting toolbox. Thank you guys again for listening to The Motivated Mama. Until next time. If you want to submit a question or if you want to be on the show, message me at contact at momamapodcast.com. That's M-O-M-A-M-A podcast.com. Please tell all the moms you know about the podcast, our Facebook group, YouTube channel, and community events. Your recommendation helps our show grow. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to our podcast.